Hey everyone, welcome back to Holistic Health Masterclass. This is Brett Hawes and we are well into the holiday season. Uh, I'm coming to you a couple of weeks before Christmas here and um, I wanted to shoot a slightly shorter episode uh, but something that's sort of come across the radar and I'm just seeing friends, colleagues post about it. Uh, I've seen lots of controversy around it. I've had people email me about it and question me about it. and I, So I wanted to actually just record this podcast because I find it quite interesting, but something that's a little bit lighter, I guess. Uh, you know, Some people might deem celery juice to be controversial, but we're going to flesh that out in just a second. And uh, yeah, you know, basically today's podcast is about um, the miracle of celery juice, right? So I want to sort of pick that apart. Uh, this is a diet, quote unquote, that has been pushed by Anthony William, who is the medical medium, right? Monster following, like 3.2 million people on Facebook, I think. And he's writing for Gwyneth Paltrow's blog and all sorts of stuff. He's got a bunch of best-selling books out there. So I know he's got a huge fan base. Um, you know, and just to give you a little bit of background on him, he is a medical medium. In other words, um, he sort of is in touch with some something divine uh, and this something divine is essentially feeding him information uh, that some of it we know about and a lot of it we don't know about. So that right there uh, sort of puts the guy slap bang in the middle of a lot of controversy. However, uh, there are a ton of people who have read his books, who have tried what he's talking about and have really received massive benefits where modern medicine, even natural medicine for that matter, has failed them. So we're going to hop into that in just a second. Now, before I do, this is just me on today's podcast. I'm flying solo. I just wanted to give you a couple of things and just give you a bit of heads up on uh, things that are coming down the pipeline. Um, so first and foremost, um, I am slowly moving off of uh, Facebook. That's really in a professional capacity. I will still keep my page up indefinitely. However, I'm not going to be doing too much on that page. Uh, I have opened up another community network on a different site. So I want you to check out the show notes and you'll see exactly where that is. This is a private network. And I would love for you to join me in there. Uh, it is kind of like Facebook without the Facebook part, if that makes any sense. So, you know, a lot of people are very frustrated with Facebook. Um, we are seeing ads that we don't like. We have a bunch of friends on there that we really don't know who they are. We're seeing um, pictures of all sorts of nonsense that we have no interest in. And so people have slowly started to sort of gravitate away from that. Um, in addition to that, you know, we know that Facebook is now listening to our phones. We know that they are censoring certain platforms, particularly with alternative medicine. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go and look at my Facebook page, ironically, and uh, you'll see uh, posts that I've posted there. So what I've done is I've set up a different type of community network. And there's a couple of reasons why I did that. One is Captain Obvious, uh, getting off of Facebook and mainstream social media. But more than that, you know, I found that my Facebook page has really been one-way traffic. And it's all about me sharing my knowledge and what I think you would like to hear about. And, you know, there's no way for you to post. And even if you do post on my page, which you can do, by the way, um, you, you can't really see it. It's not very visible. So, my goal moving into 2019 is really about fostering community. Okay, and the, you know people might say, well, why don't you just create a Facebook group? I have a Facebook group, and 
the problem with a Facebook group is that you don't get any notifications, right? So the more, the less that you interact with that group, you just stop getting notifications. And if you're listening to this, I can guarantee that you're part of a ton of Facebook groups. Most of them you get zero notifications for. So what I've done with the community platform for Holistic Health Masterclass is I've um, worked with a company called Mighty Network. A really great platform. And what it is, is essentially a community where you can post, I can post, I can embed private podcasts. Um, I have courses in there. I've got like different groups set up already for things like mastermind and whatnot. But bottom line is it's a place where you, we have an app as well. So you will actually get notifications from that group and that group is directly pointed towards holistic health. So mind, body, spirit, medicine, we've got environmental stuff in there. There's a bunch of different topics. But when you get a notification on your phone from that app, you know that it's only coming from Holistic Health Masterclass and you can be pretty sure that it's only going to be revolving around natural medicine and the stuff that we're into. So my hopes and dreams are that this will become a robust community where we can have open dialogue that is uncensored, we can have healthy debate and we can really grow together as a community. And not just that, we will actually get to hear each other without the noise and the clutter that we find on Facebook. So that's one. Check out the show notes and you will see it there. And uh, second on the list, um, many of you have been asking me about Euphoria Science. Uh, I'm working on getting one of my colleagues from the advisory board onto the show for a podcast. But uh, we go and take a look at the website. All right. If you, you know, again, I'll put a link in there. Go and check out the website. I've got a dedicated page. You can go and look at exactly what Euphoria is all about. And um, yeah, basically, we are blazing trails with DNA-based nutrition. In other words, what we're doing is we're using DNA testing. We are looking and identifying. All right, this is cutting-edge gold standard testing. We're identifying genetic weaknesses. And then what we're doing is we're pairing those weaknesses with peer-reviewed ingredients that have been shown to support those genetic weaknesses. Now, I'm saying this in total lay terms because this is on a podcast uh, platform, but I would encourage you to go and check out the link. And if you're looking for the ultimate multivitamin based on your genetic makeup, that is exactly what Euphoria Science does. Now, if you're a health professional listening to this, we've got some really, really cool stuff coming up in the new year where uh, we've got some different DNA uh, tests coming out. I don't know when exactly, but we've got different tests coming out. We're going to have different panels and we're going to have different customized formulations. So on that note, one thing I forgot to mention, what we do when we take the DNA results and we pair it with those 100 ingredients, this is really the kicker. We create a custom formulation that is only for you. In other words, no two formulas are the same. All right, this is uber personalized designer customized uh, nutrition, right, for you. Uh, so go and check it out. Check out the show notes and the link, and uh, you'll get a much better sense of what I'm talking about. Right, so let's get on to today's topic and let's pick apart this celery juice diet craze that is being pushed by medical medium Anthony William. Right, so first things first, um, let's actually take a look and see exactly what the touted benefits are, right? You know, and I'm just going to pull out some things here that is, you know, sort of verbatim off um, Medical Medium website. 
so celery is the true savior when it comes to chronic illnesses. I've seen thousands of people who suffer from chronic and mystery illness restore their health by drinking 16 ounces of celery juice daily on an empty stomach. All right. So uh, right there, right at the gate, um, that's a very, very bold statement to make. Okay. Um, very bold statement because further down the line, all right, I want to pull out some of these mystery, quote unquote, diseases that are listed. So Hashimoto's uh, thyroiditis or autoimmune thyroiditis, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, Lyme disease, migraines, vertigo, celiac disease, IBS, diabetes, psoriasis, eczema, and the list literally goes on and on and on. All right, gas. Uh, gout, bursitis, GERD, restless leg syndrome, and so on, and so on, and so on. So, you know, again, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but right out the gate, um, you know, yes, there's anecdotal evidence, uh, for sure. There's people that have said, you know, I, I don't know if there's no studies surrounding this, first of all. But yeah, some people have noticed um, benefits for sure. Now, one big thing that he pushes here, and this is actually sort of a lot of the uh, article is how celery can really help to uh, get rid of viruses. All right. So basically, again, quote, celery is perfect for reversing inflammation because it starves the pathogens, including unproductive bacteria and viruses such as Epstein-Barr that create it. In other words, what he's saying is that celery juice will help to starve the uh, bacteria and viruses that are associated with, again, according to him, pretty well all disease. Um, right. <laughs> so where do we start with this? Uh, let's have a look and see. Okay, so let's, um, you know, let's do ourselves some favors here. And let's actually talk about the positive side of things. Okay. Um, I first learned about celery juice from uh, the work or through the work of Dr. Bernard Jensen, who many of you will know is sort of one of the nutritional pioneers, right? So he did actually use celery juice in a therapeutic setting for things like arthritis and particularly for digestion. So why digestion? Why arthritis? Well, if you look at the nutrient profile of celery, what you're going to notice, and, and I think that medical medium is correct here, is that it does have a lot of minerals, right? So he calls them mineral salts, um, yet to be discovered, uh, whatever. Um, we know that it's loaded with minerals. So what you'll see here is that there is a lot of potassium. There's a lot of phosphorus, magnesium, calcium. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Those are the big ones. So what I want to say about sodium is this, right? Salt has got a very bad rap, right? I've posted on this before. I've lectured on this extensively. And for a lot of people, they sort of go, well, salt is just, you know, we've been led to believe that salt causes high blood pressure. Salt is terrible. And I've actually seen some people that have contacted me uh, about this, um, uh, this sort of celery juice diet here and that have said, you know, well, if you're juicing, like all the salt is terrible for you. It's going to increase your blood pressure, yada, yada, yada. And I beg to differ, actually. Uh, so salt, when you actually look at sodium, sodium is bound to chloride, right? In, that's in nature, and that's actually in our bodies as well. So we have sodium chloride. And if you think of what stomach acid is made of, stomach acid is, hy is um, hydrochloric acid, right? So it's hydrogen and chloride bound together. So for a lot of people, 
if you're not producing enough stomach acid, what is actually happening is you're, you know, Jensen, these are Jensen's words. You burned out the sodium from your stomach lining. So sodium is stored a lot in the stomach lining because, again, it's the NaCl. It's the sodium chloride that's bound together. So every time we produce stomach acid or hydro, you know, hydrogen chloride um, or HCl, every time we produce that, we cleave off chloride from sodium in the, gut li- in the, the stomach lining and we sort of pair that with hydrogen to make stomach acid. So for a lot of people, you know, with adrenal issues, for a lot of people who are under a lot of stress, um, we also store sodium in our joints. So oftentimes what you'll find, and this again is Jensen's teaching, you'll find that people who have uh, joint issues, so rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, any of that, you'll always find that they have poor digestion and invariably low HCL. So both of those are now showing as deficiency of sodium in the joint and deficiency of sodium in the stomach. So I can get behind what he's talking about with regards to acid reflux um, or GERD or indigestion, um, rheumatoid arthritis. I can get behind that, right? Now, um, we know that people are quite deficient in minerals, right? Our soil is deficient in minerals. Our food is deficient in minerals. These are studies that have been done by British Medical Journal, um, The taking a look at the USDA food database. So juicing celery is obviously a fantastic way to get minerals in there. And I want to circle back to this whole blood pressure and salt situation. One of the things that celery is actually very high in is potassium. And people love to look at sodium and then sort of victimize the, you know, or or, uh, vilify the demon. But let's not forget about potassium because potassium is a wonderful diuretic. And what you're going to see is you're going to see that there is roughly, and I'm totally doing the numbers here in my head, about three times more potassium than sodium in celery. So what actually happens is the potassium will help to flush excess water out. And for those people with high blood pressure, it might actually help to lower your blood pressure. But not just that, we know that our blood pressure is controlled by our adrenal glands and by a hormone called aldosterone. And one of the functions of aldosterone is actually to hold on to salt, right? So that's actually how we control blood pressure is we hold on to salt. If I hold on to too much salt, my blood pressure goes up. If I don't hold on to enough salt, my blood pressure goes down. And this is why a lot of people who have uh, adrenal issues, right, and aldosterone problems, you have the headaches, you have the dizziness, right, when you stand up too quickly, you see spots in front of your eyes, and then you also have salt cravings to go along with that, right, so that's actually a sign that you do need more sodium. So really what I'm advocating here is that celery juice could be a very powerful tonic that really helps to nourish the adrenal glands, but also helps to Uh, really keep our blood pressure regulation system uh, in check. So these electrolytes, which are your uh, calcium, magnesium, uh, sodium, potassium particularly, these electrolytes are also very, very vital for nervous system functioning, right? Um, And when we think of nervous system, most people think of the nerves of their body. But let's not forget that all of our muscles are controlled by electrical impulses as well. So if you think about your heart as a muscle, if you think about your gut as a muscle, right, because it's really all it is, uh, again, I can get behind the replenishment or addition of electrolytes to help with things like, again, blood pressure, but cardiovascular function or heart function, 
and of course with GI stuff so things like constipation make a lot of sense a lot of constipation has to do with potassium deficiency and of course we know uh, that celery juice is loaded with potassium okay so some things that have been claimed here and I'm not going to go through all of them suffice to say that I cannot get behind the idea of celery juice starving out viruses and bacteria that for me is just a little bit of a stretch um, I understand that iodine can totally do that right so this is supplemental iodine definitely has antibacterial properties but there's no real iodine in celery and definitely not at a therapeutic level so some of these things here that are being claimed like um, you know mineral salts that are antibacterial that kill bacteria such as strep and uh, you know now of course we then make the next stretch from strep infections uh, being a causative factor, and this is correct um, in many cases, urinary tract infections, chronic sinus infections, acne, IBS, and SIBO. I, I, I'm just having a really, really hard time here saying that these mineral salts will essentially kill the bacteria. That for me is a little bit hard. However, I will say this. We know that these types of juices, and this is not just celery juice, this is pretty well all vegetable juice, has an alkaline or uh, um, alkalinizing properties. So we know that these pathogenic bacteria, these bad bacteria and so on, they actually prefer more of an acidic environment. So I can kind of get behind um, neutralizing, I think is perhaps a good word, neutralizing bacteria because of the alkalinity, but I'm really having a hard time here with celeries, mineral salts being antibacterial, and I'm having a super hard time with them being antiviral. Okay, and so that's where um, things start to get a little fuzzy for me and start breaking down. Now, a couple of things that I want to bring up here because, you know, and, and bless my friends out there. I've seen people now who love to just be contrarians, right? And so, you know, if someone comes up with this cool thing and everyone's behind it, you're always going to get the naysayers who are going to say, oh, well, here's all the reasons why celery juice is going to be toxic, why it's going to kill you, and blah, 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 right? So I want to pick apart some of that stuff as well. Now, the first thing that was brought across my desk very recently and opened up into quite a lengthy comic, uh, comment thread was the fact that celery has goitrogenic properties. All right, now, if you don't know what goitrogens are, uh, you might have heard of goiter before, right? So a goiter... Um, perhaps those of you listening who are a little bit older might really remember seeing goiter, but we don't see it too often anymore. A goiter is when your thyroid gland enlarges, so you get this big lump in your throat, and that is essentially your thyroid gland just enlarging. So why does your thyroid gland get bigger, and what causes goiter? Goiter is caused by iodine deficiency, okay? So as our, thy our thyroid gland needs iodine to make thyroid hormone, and so if we're not getting enough iodine into, from the diet and so on, what will happen is the thyroid gland will start to grow bigger in size so that it can trap more iodine. So a goitrogen is a substance or a food that blocks the absorption of iodine. Okay, so I'm going to say that again. A goitrogen is a food or a substance that blocks the absorption of iodine. So what we're saying here, uh, you know, things like your brassica family, so cabbage, um, kohlrabi, broccoli, uh, Brussels sprouts, and so on, those in their raw form can block the absorption of iodine. Um, your minerals such as bromine, 
and fluoride are goitrogenic, so they block the absorption of iodine. Uh, peanuts and certain legumes can be goitrogenic and block the absorption of iodine. But nowhere have I found that celery uh, has these goitrogenic properties. Nowhere at all. And on the contrary, in fact, you might actually find that because of the sodium, because of the chloride, because of the potassium, uh, you might actually find that it will help with the production and uh, production of thyroid hormone, but also, uh, and again, I, I use this very lightly, also helping to sort of regulate the thyroid gland um, in a sense. So I'm not saying here that if you have um, hypothyroidism or something that this is going to cure that. Please don't get me wrong. What I'm getting at here is that nowhere do I find that celery juice is going to impede or negatively impact thyroid function. So let's just put that one um, out to bed. Now, um, the next thing that uh, has come across is the fact that celery contains something called oxalates. Now, if you don't know what oxalates are or oxalic acid, okay, these are foods, uh, sorry, this is a compound that is present in many, many foods. Right, so foods that are typically the sort of poster children, if you will, for uh, foods that are high in oxalates, uh, you would find things like spinach, rhubarb, beets, uh, potatoes can be as well. Certain nuts can be high in oxalates. Uh, chocolate can be high in oxalates as well. And so when you, I, I want to sort of pull some things together here for us because celery does have oxalates in it. Yes, absolutely. But relatively actually has quite a low amount of oxalates. So what is the problem with oxalates and oxalic acid? Well, oxalates can build up in the body and they can um, essentially uh, form kidney stones, right? So most kidney stones are calcium oxalate stones. I will say this though, the calcium oxalate stones are not just caused by too, much, too many oxalates, right? Not at all. Um, kidney stones and calcium kidney stones are also caused a lot by magnesium deficiency, right? So it's, the, it's both of those um, that, uh, that, that really have an impact here. So aside from kidney stones, oxalates can also deposit in certain tissues of the body, so particularly in the joints of the body, and they can cause localized inflammation and pain. Uh, they obviously cause kidney problems because that's where kidney stones come from. So that's another um, area for concern there. So some diseases or conditions that will actually cause you to form these calcium oxalate stones in the kidneys uh, would be hyperparathyroidism, inflammatory bowel diseases, so that would be ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. Um, there are inher inherited disorders as well, diabetes and obesity. So, you know, when you couple high oxalate foods together with these conditions, that's where you're really going to notice and you should be a little bit more concerned about these uh, kidney stones forming. But for the most part, and let's sort of pull things together and quantify things here for a minute. For the most part, the average person is getting around two to 300 milligrams of oxalates in their diet and this is not causing a problem for them. Now, for these people who have kidney stones or some of these other underlying conditions, the recommendation is to keep your oxalate intake below 100 milligrams, ideally below 50 milligrams. So here's what I want to say. One cup of celery has about 10 milligrams of oxalates. Okay, but remember 
that we're also flushing things out because of the potassium. We're also cleansing our body. We're alkalinizing our body. So it's sort of, you can't just look at the numbers and say, well, if I'm doing five cups of celery juiced, well, there's my 50 milligrams and bam, I'm done. You also have to look at the other side because potassium has a diuretic effect, which actually helps to improve kidney function. So it's incorrect to just look at this as a black and white situation and say, well, that's it. You know, it's either or. It's a much more nuanced conversation and we have to look at it like that. So we know that kidneys are responsible for holding on to minerals, right? They control mineral balance in our body. So the fact that celery juice has a lot of minerals in it and a small amount of oxalates, I'm actually um, sort of leaning more towards the fact that it might be beneficial. And I definitely can't get behind the idea that celery juice is going to cause kidney stones, is going to cause kidney problems and all sorts of other stuff. Um, and subsequent inflammation or whatever. I just can't get behind that. Okay, so this is really pointed towards the people who have said that uh, what medical medium has put forward is going to hurt us or is going to harm us. Um, I just can't get behind that. I think it's a bunch of BS. All right. Now, what I will say is this, and I'm just going to round out this episode by saying this. It is important when we're looking at people like medical medium who are pulling things out the ether, and I don't have a judgment on that. I think that's totally fine. I, I believe that there are people who can do that. And the fact that he's helped so many people, again, is testament to that. Uh, now, here's the problem that I have. I think that we live in this world where people love to... We're very polarized. But what starts to happen is we get behind one thing that a guy says, and we try it out and it works, and all of a sudden, everything else becomes invalid and some of the illnesses that i've spoken about today can be very very serious can be very fatal so my concern here is that you got people that are very sick that are going to go off the deep end and think that because someone as influential as medical medium is touting this type of diet that this is going to be the cure-all okay so that's really my driving point home here i'm i'm really hesitant and I want you to be a little bit more cautious of saying that this celery juice diet is going to be the thing that's going to cure everything and then opt out of getting proper care okay so that's really also important here we don't want to just say okay well forget about my naturopath forget about my doctor forget about my nutritionist forget about everyone else I'm just going to try this one thing um, even though I have something that's very very chronic and very severe so that's very important for us as well you know perhaps you need certain medications perhaps you need other supplements perhaps you should definitely be following a certain type of diet to help yourself get well and that's again where i get a little bit concerned with people sort of lumping this all together and saying hey this is the next miracle thing right anytime i hear about a miracle diet or a miracle cure the radar goes off and the bs detector goes off as well so hopefully that's given you a good um, overview of the celery juice diet that's been put forward here by Medical Medium. And uh, I would love to hear your thoughts and comments. Uh, for those of you who are going to be joining me in the community, uh, please do post and let's have some conversation. For those of you who are not going to get on that platform, uh, please do post and comment uh, when I post this to Facebook. Uh, so I'm going to be back in a few days. i uh, got a couple of surprise guests that I'm trying to line up before the holidays. Uh, so we're, we're going to see who's coming on. Um, and i got some other things that I'll be announcing as we move forward. Uh, I think 2019 is going to be a crackerjack of a year. 
And uh, I am going to be doing a podcast before the new year, which we're going to look at the top 10 health and wellness trends coming down the pipeline. And again, I love having fun with that because some of them, I've already started looking at all of these and some of them I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. And other things I'm like, oh, dear Lord, help us. Um, we're, we're going too far down the rabbit hole. So uh, I know a lot of people are going on holiday. So perhaps, you know, this is not a primetime podcasting season. Or perhaps you're the person that listens to podcasts while you have some downtime. Either way, if you don't catch any of the upcoming episodes before Christmas and New Year, I wish you nothing but the best for the holiday season. And uh, if you don't catch up with me before then, I'll catch up with you in the new year. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, subscribing, leaving us a review.